On episode 266 of the Tennis Files podcast, you'll learn about tennis shoes, overgrips, and training tools with Harry Tong. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mirban Iranshad. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you listening. And today I have part two of my interview for you with Harry Tong. If you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, or the previous episode, depending on when you're listening, then definitely check that out. We talk about racket technologies and comparing different rackets that I've played with and that Harry has played with, as well as um, the world of strings and stringing mistakes and so forth. So uh, definitely a fun episode and very informative one to check out, especially if you're a gearhead like myself and Harry. And also, uh, just to give you a bit of background about Harry, I did mention this last week, um, but he is the creator of Tennis Spins YouTube channel. He's the shop manager of Brad Gilbert's Tennis Nation in California. He's also a racket technician and he developed an affinity for tennis equipment and gear back in his college days, I think even earlier actually. And yeah, he's just a big fan of what he does, which is the key to uh, really uh, having successful careers, enjoying what you do. So really happy for Harry and really glad that he uh, came on the podcast. And so on this part two uh, of the interview with Harry, we're going to talk about the best tennis shoes on the market for comfort, durability, and performance, why you should not skimp out on high-quality tennis shoes, uh, the best max cushioning shoe, and a great alternative, uh, the top pieces of equipment to improve your tennis game, different types of overgrips and how to choose the right one, uh, what we think about pickleball. <laughs> uh, that's a fun conversation as well. Uh, the best new rackets coming out this year and beyond. Changes to the new 2022 Babel Pure Arrow and much more. So, really do hope you enjoy this conversation with Harry. And without further ado, here it is. So, I guess um, I, I forgot to ask you this question about rackets. Um, you know, I'm, I'm we're always excited to see like the new ones coming out. Um, so, I guess are there any that have either come out like very recently or any, you know, any new releases to look forward to in 2022 or even early 2023 that you want to note for us? Oh, yeah. So we're really close to U.S. Open time, as I oh, see yeah. on your cap there. Um, yeah. So sorry. Oh, you're good. We'll probably have to edit that one. And then, yeah, we got <laughs> and then uh, so there's a lot of new releases during U.S. Open time. Uh, we got Artango with the Gail Monfils racket coming out. Uh, everybody's super excited for that. Uh, the We just tried the Head Extreme line, which is a super, super great update to their current line of extremes. That tour is awesome. That MP is awesome. Um, the, even the team and the team light is awesome. Those four rackets are um, have amazed me. And we make fun of that color that 
it's a avocado color and uh <laughs> and I, I don't know if everybody's gonna roll with that but it, you know definitely guacamole going on there but great rackets <laughs> <Love> guacamole. <laughs> and then we got i'm waiting on um the nadal the most anticipated racket of the year is the arrow We've tested it out already, uh, but they're not ready for sale. They're not, you know, in our store for sale yet. But literally, I have a list of people who literally want it without playing with it, without testing it. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I get it. I get it. You like Nadal, you're probably going to like the racket. Um, that update's a little, little interesting in that they brought the strings in a little tighter because the main oh. complaint of the banana, the banana arrow is that it was too far apart. So mm. people are breaking strings left and right on it. So hopefully Ooh. people won't break strings as fast. But I know the complaint will be, oh, I don't get so much spin on it now. Really? So you can't satisfy everybody all the time. You know, I feel I tell everybody's always 80-20. You can you're gonna always please 80 percent of people. 20% of people are always gonna be mad or 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 complain about what's going on. Um yeah. Wilson Ultra is going to get a facelift. Uh, there are rumors that Yonix is going to change that V core, but I think that got pushed back to January now. Um, mm. Everybody's been asking me about uh, Pro Staff, and I feel like Pro Staff will have a facelift next year. Um, hopefully, okay. Roger comes back to Australia and. Uh, and play out the next year and maybe a little longer, but he's going to bow out with a uh, version uh, 14 of a, uh, of a pro staff. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but I feel like that's going to be next year. Um, anybody else has something new? Uh, nope. That's about it. Those are the, okay. the rackets that are anticipated. Gotcha. Nothing from, I guess I'm randomly thinking like Technifiber or anything. Uh, Technofiber just came out. Sorry, good, oh, good just catch there. They oh, came, okay. just came out with a the Medvedev uh, three hundred five. Yeah, sorry, Technofiber, uh, missed you there. <laughs> a great fine. update. He, he got you. <laughs> uh, excellent. Um, cool. I, oh, actually, um, I know you when you were trying to recommend me rackets, you initially mentioned three hundred five, but then you said, nah, maybe the T forty. What's the difference between those two lines? So the the TF forty uh, is a more of a box beam, more of like mm. a pro okay. staff. So it, it, the, the, it's a square on the beam, which actually causes a little more uh, flex. So gotcha. more feel. So if you think of a pro staff, it's squared off versus like a blade, which is rounded off. So yeah. it's kind of the TF40 is their pro staff line and the, the T fight line is more of like a blade line, let's say. Gotcha. Gotcha. Perfect. Thanks for that. And then, um, oh yeah. And then I guess a follow up for the, um, pure arrow or is that the right, is it the pure yeah. arrow that's coming out? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mix it up. Usually sometimes yeah. I say arrow pro, which right. maybe no was the previous pro. name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, got it. Um, but like it, with, with them, um, tightening the string bed, uh, or I guess, yeah. Reducing the, um, you know, the, the space <laughs> the in between. Square. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess then that'll, be you know a bit of a more controlled racket is that right that's con- that's correct when you bring the okay. strings in a bit it's going to be harder to get that extra power that extra mm-hmm. spin but since people were complaining about their strings breaking too much they remedy that for those people there you go let's see if yeah. they like it though yeah <laughs> see, that, that i tell really... people be careful what you ask for because you might That's get true. it <laughs> yeah 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 it's very true you, you gotta 
It's a classic line there. <laughs> um, but I'm really curious about that now because, you know, when I used the pure arrow or whatever it was before, um, I felt like there was a bit too much power in there. So that could be an interesting demo, I think. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, we we definitely felt that there was less sling off of that racket. Um, yeah. I, I brought it to people who actually use the current one and they're like, yeah, it's deader. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> so obviously you like the old one more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very cool. Very cool. Um, let's see what other things do we have? So I'm curious also about, um, any guidance on like overgrips for people? I mean, every little thing counts, you know, like, uh, you know, I remember when I just used to use overgrips till they were totally complete trash and like, and I'd switch <laughs> to a new one and I'd be like, wow, this feels so much better. So like, um, any advice on overgrips, you know, like different types, you should use what and all that. So interesting. You mentioned that this is that time of the year when people bring their old rackets in or their very used up rackets in. And those are gross. Overgrips that people bring me. It Have feels more like respect. It's been in there for freaking ten years. It's like a dirty diaper that your baby's yeah. been sitting on for like a year. Come on, people, we gotta change our overgrip a little disgusting. bit more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> current. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the number one overgrip is the Wilson Pro overgrip that's been around forever. Um, Yonex uh, Super Grap is. It feels like the same thing. Uh, yeah. Dunlop makes that great Super Tack that I like so much. Um, I personally don't use an overgrip, so I, you know, I I feel like a, an overgrip for me, like when I change the forehand backhand, that it kind of hits the brake on me, especially when it's new. So yeah. I prefer to change the replacement grip that's a little more neutral versus overly tacky. But I feel like everybody should change their overgrip if they play like a fair amount, maybe two times a week or three times a week. Maybe once a month um, would mm. probably be not too much to ask for. You'll you'll feel like a you know a brand new diaper. Let's put it that way. That fresh feel. Mm. You know, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, cut that out. Um, so, uh, and, and in terms of like um, you know going more into the um, um, you know replacement grip versus overgrip, like. I, I, you just mentioned like the frequencies for replacing the overgrip. How about mm -hmm. like the um, replacement grip? I assume that like that's a lot longer that it, you know, lasts a lot longer. Well, it depends. If you use an overgrip constantly over your replacement grip, then your replacement grip really doesn't have to be changed as often. I mean, you can probably re change that every six months or a year. Um, I've seen people that kind of sweat so much that they go through that overgrip into the replacement grip and then that mm. thing starts to to kind of separate because it, when you sweat into that grip the base grip so much that adhesive starts to kind of release because it's gotten so wet um, yeah. that would definitely be a time to get it all redone um, if if that's if you're one of those people Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, and then, um, in terms of like torn, I guess torn grip is kind of known as like the one that's like best for, you know, when there's sweaty a lot hands. of sweater, <laughs> yeah, sweaty hands. Yeah. So, um, you ever use that? Like when, when you get sweaty, Oh no, you, you're, you're totally replacement grip, but uh, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. the, what's the popularity with, with torn grip versus the others? I'm just curious, like from people in your shop. So people who, um, sweat profusely, and I know a lot of people who can just kind of naturally have sweaty hands and 
they have problems with tacky because they sweat through the tack and wear yeah. it out so quickly that it, it they need for the grip to actually absorb everything. And that's what Turner Grip does. It's kind of okay. like a, a rag that will absorb all your sweat and, and give you a, a, a nice grip on your racket. Um, for people who have dry hands like me who doesn't sweat in the hands, that it's probably wouldn't work because it'll give me a blister. But uh, for people who sweat, um, that's ideal because it, it's like a, uh, uh, like, a, like a wristband for your hand. So, yeah, yeah those yeah. are the people who use it. Nice, nice. Any other um, uh, advice or I guess equipment or anything like to for people with pro who sweat profusely, like um, have, and have grip, uh, sweaty grip issues? Oh, there, there's been like a lot of uh, lotions that have been introduced to the market. Uh, the latest one I got was uh, by Friction Labs. Uh, hmm. They're actually a, a rock climbing company uh, oh. that it's kind of like liquid chalk. So you put it on your uh -huh. hand. And it acts like, a, like I call it an antiperspirant for your hand, where it'll you won't feel your sweat seep through your hand and to give you a nice grip on the racket. But mm. there's there's a lot of lotions on the market now that actually do the same thing. Nice, nice, very good to know that. Um, going back to rackets again, um, one question I meant to ask you earlier is. Um, how long and i know you're a shop so don't say every five months but like <laughs> how how frequent and i i know also that people like it depends i guess you know some people play a lot some people don't play as much but what are some general guidelines on like when you should actually replace the racket like where the racket is no longer uh no longer has its properties that it had before every week Every week, okay. Head to Brad Gilbert's Tennis Nation and replace your racket every week. Yeah, just buy a new racket. Forget stringing, yeah. forget the grip. Just change the whole thing. Yeah, why not? We're all rich here. <laughs> so, so here, this, this is what I tell people who ask me this question. Um, I literally have people who are good players uh, change out three rackets every year. And it's like clockwork. Wow. They'll come to me in January and say, here's my three. Um, I want three just like this. If, wow. if not in these, the newer version. And, it, and, and they, in their head, and it is actually true, it loses its stiffness. It loses mm. over a year. You can definitely tell. If you took a one-year-old racket, took the same racket, brand new, strung it the same way, the new racket will feel more powerful, more stiffer react mm. differently uh, the old one will definitely flex a little bit more so but but here's the caveat though brad himself brad gilbert himself is using an old old pro staff that's literally 12 years old and like I know the guy who who hooks him up with the rackets, and we had a conversation at a convention, and he's like, "Brad refuses to change," and I'm like, "Dude, what are you doing to him?" He's like, "He can't change," <laughs> and I'm like, and so I talked to Brad. I was like, "Brad, what's going on, dude?" He's like, "The new racket is too stiff. It's hurting uh, my elbow." Uh, so he says because he's worn out that racket so much, it's got mm -hmm. a different flex. It's softer. Wow. He likes the softer feel. 
So you got your, you know, person who all, you know, three years want your racket. You got Brad who's not going to change because he likes that comfort in the soft racket now. And then you got your extreme, which people who don't change racket for 20 or 30 years and they're totally yeah. fine with it. And, you know, cause you, unless you try a new one and like the new one that's stiffer, you actually don't know because as it's getting softer, you're kind of getting used to it and your body's adjusting to it. So you got the two ends there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very interesting. So, I mean, hmm, how do you balance this then? Like, you know, you have a racket, like you like it, you play well with it, but then you're like, huh, I think I could improve my game potentially or enhance it. Like if I had, if I switched to a different racket and strings, like, I mean, do you, do you rather, would you rather take that leap or save the so, cash? <laughs> so here's the thing. Everybody thinks that the racket is going to make the player. And I get right, that. Right. I, I'm guilty of it myself. Like if I get this racket strung with this string, I'm going to, I'm going to be so much better. You're probably great for a day and then you get used to it and then you kind of have to move on to the next thing. So, <laughs> but, but remember, you're the one toting the racket around. The racket, you know, is kind of an extension of you. Um, I mean, if you feel like, if you feel like the racket can help you and you're confident that it can do that, then by all means, get a new racket. But um, if you're a racket junkie, like a lot of the racket junkies I know, uh, they're literally two weeks to a month and moving on to the next thing. Uh, mm -hmm. it, that's going to be a never ending cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of, a lot of people like that actually, <laughs> um, trying rackets every week, you know, eBay all the time reselling. I'm actually horrible at, at reselling, um, rackets. Do, do you ever do that yourself? I mean, like, do you put your rackets on like eBay? Like what's the best site for that stuff? If you have a ton of rackets yeah. and you're not using them. I, I don't, I'm, I'm okay, a, I'm a them. keeper and I mean, yeah. I'll, the only way I'll sell a new, a, a used racket is if somebody just happens to ask me, it's like, Hey, do you have this from this year and this grip size? And if I happen to have one and, and, uh, you know, I want to get rid of it, then I'll get rid of it. But other than that, I, I just collect. Okay. <laughs> Hey Harry, do you have a pure V uh, Aero VS two thousand seventeen? Size grip are you? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, three eight knots. Okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> out of luck. <laughs> um, no, nah, that's cool. Uh, that, let's see. That racket's actually sought after. Your racket is sought after. So many yeah, people want that. It's definitely definitely unique, and I was again surprised how different it felt for me than the new one. Um, but yeah, that's how it goes. Like you said. Um, yeah. And uh, I guess onto shoes, which is super important too. You know, I feel like people cheap out and stuff, but um, I mean, no. like you're wearing your shoes. No. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So <laughs> it's a creepy whisper <laughs> exactly. there. Uh, <laughs> but it, you know, it's important. So what what are your, what's your um top one or two pieces of advice for people for like how how to select the correct shoes for them? So here's the thing. I I'm a shoe connoisseur. And I'd like to advise people that you definitely get what you pay for. If okay. you spend under $100 on a pair of shoes, don't expect the cushioning to remain after a week or a month. You will definitely notice a difference um, very, very quickly because those shoes are built um, on the cheaper end. That sole, like some of the higher end soles are literally seven to nine layers underneath your foot. So Dang. that's providing you with cushion support. 
when you go under that hundred dollar range, um, that thing thins out. You you're going to like five layers now, and mm-hmm. you you definitely feel the I don't want to say the cheapness, but but the lower quality of the shoe. But I tell people, um, you know, a lot of people walk in with like Birkenstocks and flip flops and you know <laughs> things that are like allowing their feet to flare out, uh, and they walk in and say, "Oh, everything's tight." Well, of course everything's tight because now your foot's constricted. <laughs> so but don't let that, I mean, st- tennis shoes, you got to be in there. It's not a running shoe. It's not going to let you, you know, let your feet just kind of flare out and do its thing. It's going to be more held together. There's a reason why it's got to be held together because you're moving side to side, you're stopping and going, right? You don't want your foot to be bouncing around in the shoe. Uh, that'll give you a blister. You could twist an ankle. You could, you know, pop a knee right that's the last yeah. thing you want to do so trying shoes on in the store um comfort is important but you don't it's not going to feel like like a flip-flop right it's not going to feel yeah. like an ug right it, so just don't expect that um but you know asic seems to be doing very well nike's got a great line of tennis shoes out um just you know, spend as much as you can on a shoe and you'll definitely be rewarded with comfort um, and performance on the court. Yeah, great advice again. Yeah, I um, I got the GP turbos and oh, Nike ones. Oh, my and... shoes, great. Oh, yours, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Great. Discontinued that damn shoe. I know it's so. I don't know why they do this. Why? Actually, that's a question for you. Why are companies making great shoes and then discontinuing them? What's going on, Harry? You know, your word of why, I, I do that a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, you can probably edit this out, but do you remember Nancy Kerrigan when she got hit in the knee and she was laying on the ground? And yeah. You know, why? I did it in the store. <laughs> why? Why do you do this? Why? Why? Why you discontinue something that we sell? Uh, and, and it's oh, like it, not, everybody has forward thinking only. Like Nike forward thinking. They never look mm. back. You know, even though they screwed up, like we screwed up that freaking cap that everybody loved and made it thinner without uh, like any kind of structure. Like, <laughs> why do you do that? Right? They try to lighten it up, right? M- more like a runner's hat. So it breathes better, but it's got no structure. It's floppy now. So, I mean, literally people were trying to sell it online for like 400 bucks and they were getting oh, it because, wow. you know, Nike decided you know, move forward. Don't look back. So I feel like everybody does that. They, they feel like, um, they got the next best thing and we're not going to turn back. So, and that's, that's a problem sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I got temporarily excited, but it doesn't sound like, you know, uh, my excitement's going to last because I saw, um, Francis Tiafo, who's, um, a local in our areas from Maryland, but he, he was rocking, uh, the GP turbos in like some cool colorway, um, in, uh, like last week or the week before or something like that. And, uh, I thought, oh, maybe they're going to somehow, you know, make some new ones, but, but they're definitely, definitely done. Right. Is that, as far as I know, as far as I you mean, know, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, because they even eliminated that name, uh, so they they've moved uh-huh. on to like the NXT and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and, well, and well, the other ones. Yeah, so I was really curious about that NXT. I guess it's the one where there's like a gap or whatever, a mm-hmm. hole, you know, in the middle, a sh- the shank. I don't know, I forget. Yeah. But like, what? Um, that's a different shoe, right? Like, I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> so, so 
interesting when we tested that out we were a little worried about that one piece um yeah it you don't sink into it though which is good that's uh, good there's actually it's super comfortable shoe uh that's great it's a super fast shoe too so mm. it it reminds me of like an early early cage like oh, literally okay. a 15 year old cage that uh that with a soft top it's actually super mm. comfortable. We were very skeptical about their new line of shoes, but when we tried them, we were like pleasantly surprised. Like okay. we, we, we tested out the thing and bent it around and we were pretty worried about it in the store. But once we got out on the court, we're like, okay, these are actually good shoes. It's probably one of the better lines of shoes that they've ever made. Um, oh, oh yeah that's a relief so, um yeah yeah because I, I was at the time i was having some heel issues which are gone now and partially because i was uh i had used my previous shoes for too long which is another mm. thing you shouldn't do but um and so i wanted something with like maximal cushioning and, and the gp turbos obviously uh did that so I, I was just a little worried also about like the heel support in those um nxts um but it, it was the heel support all right as well for you yeah or? Yeah, it was okay. totally fine. It was to if, okay. if you're a turbo user, I mm -hmm. tell people to go with New Balance. That oh. uh, that Lav Fresh Foam Two oh, uh, feels okay. just like it, just like it. Oh. The 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 I call it the Milos Roundish shoe. Um, yeah, yeah, you'll you'll love that thing. It, it, it's it's got GP Turbo uh, characteristics. Ooh, thank you. This is an excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The problem with that is, I think they have it only in all white right now, or or all kind of a weird color purple. And I don't really care because comfort is more important to me than the color at this point. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a great alternative to the turbo. I don't know about that, Harry. You've been trying to switch me to white rackets. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, very cool. And um. In in terms of um, I'm curious about the Asics line as well. Like that seems to be such a popular line. Um, I was wondering if maybe you could just let us know of like the different ones, and then like you know who you suggest or what shoe you for just suggest for what type of player or foot. Sure, no problem. So the the highest end shoe that they make is called the Court FF, um, and then it's either the two or the Novak. Um, it's mm. the same shoe. It, the one that says Novak is actually the ones that he will be wearing in tournaments and mm. will have his symbol on it. Um, I wear that shoe. I love that shoe. Uh, it's an, it's an interesting shoe in that there is no tongue in that shoe. You mm. literally have to shove your foot in there and kind of get used to the tightness because it will be squeezing you. A lot of people can't get over that, but mm. once you do, it will reward you. I literally don't tie those laces because it's on me. Like wow. the laces are kind of useless. I don't know why they even put them in there, but um, yeah, they're super comfortable, uh, but you kind of have to understand the shoe and uh, know uh, that it's going to be a pain in the behind to put it on for the first few times. But after that, it, it'll, it'll reward you. The shoe sticks with you. You can cut very easily on it and it's pretty durable i mean considering the price and no warranty on it um you will you will like the comfort you will like the performance um the second one down the road is the number one selling shoe in i think the world is the uh gel resolution eight now 
I 80% of the people love that shoe. 20% of the people say it's too tight. Uh, they mm-hmm. do make a wide now and you can get like a, the wider version of it. Um, it's a heavy shoe. It's a stable shoe. It fits most people and most people like it. So mm-hmm. that's like, like their number one seller, obviously number, number one seller in the world. Um, again, 80% of people will love this shoe and constantly buy it. Um, the third one down is the FF, the Speed FF, which is kind of like a Gel Resolution 8, but stripped down. They, they lighten it as much as they can, uh, as much mesh as they can on the top. So it breathes and it goes fast. Uh, that particular shoe runs about a half size too, uh, short so you'll probably have to get a half size bigger on that one but that one is meant for your your speed runners you you want to go fast you don't want a heavy shoe so if you're like nadal and you want to run around without the the support and and you're sure on your feet definitely get that that um, speed ff there's other shoes down the road that i don't recommend those are the three that i carry so. Got it. Thanks, Harry. Oh, that's interesting. The last part where you mentioned, like, you know, it's a very quick shoe, the speeds, but then um, there's like not as much support. So could that potentially be like a little bit dangerous for players who like, I guess, obviously, they, if they need the support, like, is it, is there like really not that much support in it? Or there's like a good amount or? No, they strip know. that shoe down. Like okay. you're going to uh, one of the heaviest shoes in, in a draw resolution eight to like one of the lightest shoes out there like you're taking Mm -hmm. as much shoe and as much sole as you can out um asics did to create that speed and that's that that's the reason why they call it the speed because you will like you will be able to get on your edges and go side to side really fast it's going to let you go it's not going to hinder you like a gel resolution 8 will because of like that gel resolution Gel Resolution 8 has a one-piece sole so that all of it is connected. It's hard mm. to flex, right? The, uh, the speed, they cut the middle, right, to take out more material so it's easily flexed. So that's what's going to, you know, allow you to go on your edge but also allow you to twist an ankle. So mm. it's kind of like you got to, if you're sure on your foot and you know what you're doing, uh, you know, you're going to gain an extra half step. You know, if you're not, then you're going to gain a trip to the ER. <laughs> so <laughs> You're gaining something. I mean, exactly. you'll get to chat with well-qualified people. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting. I feel like maybe if you are prone to injuries or you have an injury, like uh, you might have to think twice about that shoe, maybe. Hmm. If you're prone to injury and you have weak angles, get the gel resolution eight okay. for sure. Or a speed or a court FF. Novak yeah. or two, yeah. How would you compare the um, gel resolutions? I used to use them, um, you know, a few iterations actually, and they're pretty good. But how do you compare that to the GP turbos? Oh, it's a, it's different. It's a different. Th- it's a different animal. Um, the uh, the gel resolution eight is is more. I feel like it's like shaped like this, so that it, it mm. tightens up in the mid mid sole or the mid foot on the top. And then it kind of widens out. So if your foot isn't perfectly fit into the shape, it's not going to be comfortable. Whereas a GP Turbo is is kind of like this, like kind of just 
just opens up for you. And then you can tie the laces up to tighten it however you want on the top. So it's different. And the, the GP turbo is, is more cushioning on it. That's why I love that shoe. And that's why you'll love the, the lav fresh foam because it's got that foam sole that, Mm. that bounces, you know, like it's like you're on trampoline. You know, you step down and poing shoot you back up so <laughs> excellent excellent i love trampolines um yeah I, I it's funny i used to always like only get a tennis shoe if it had like a guarantee you know so I oh, had the, yeah. the princes back in the day i forgot the name of that that one but then i i get the barricades and actually they gave it to us for co- during college tennis mm-hmm. as well anyway but i was on that for a while then you know i did the gel resolutions but now I'm like, you know, I think I can just not worry about the guarantee all the time and just get right. the shoe that's best for my foot. Um, so, yeah, it's important. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, as far as other tennis equipment, I'm curious if there's any any tennis equipment like on the game improvement front. And it's really cool that you, your channel tennis spin on YouTube, not only focuses on like gear, but also does, you know, some game improvement and other things. So like on the, any pieces of tennis equipment that you could recommend for players to actually like improve their game. And also I saw and I won't name it yet, but like, uh, I saw when like Ian and Joel visited your shop and, you know, a certain piece of equipment that Joel got. So yeah. Any, any advice on that front? Um, I, I think that, you know, the hot things right now is like the spoon, uh, yeah. or the, the saber, uh, which okay. makes you kind of keep your eye on the ball. Um, I feel like if you can get a wooden racket, uh, from mm-hmm. back in the day or T2000 or anything that's like an old, old, smaller head racket, that'll uh-huh. definitely kind of do the same thing. I mean, it's oh, not okay. as cool or as sexy as getting a saber. But, um, but definitely something like that will, will definitely uh, improve your hand-eye coordination and, and make mm-hmm. you hit through the ball a little bit. Uh, my buddy, Coach Rob, and I, we just tested um, a Prince Woody versus a Jack Kramer staff back in the day, the, the wooden mm-hmm. Jack Kramer. And it was amazing how we served so well with that, uh, the Jack Kramer, the little eight. 80 square inch head wood because of the weight distribution. You, you toss yeah. the ball and you just let the wood go. It yeah. takes off. Damn. So, um, yeah. So it's amazing what you can learn from like a, a wooden racket. Definitely volleys will be great on yeah. that. Um, I mean, yeah, see, see what you got around the house is what I tell people. Yeah. It's a great, 
Great advice there. By the way, the um, I know what the spoon is. Like, what is the saber? I assume we're not talking about um, Star Wars. What? <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, or Roger Federer's attack on the return right, right. serve. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's what I thought so, at first. <laughs> <laughs> so the saber is um, a racket that I think functional tennis uh, made. Oh yeah. So it's um, it's like the spoon, except that it's actually made out of graphite. And there's actually strings on it. And the head oh. is about yay big right there. Uh, so you literally have to keep your eye on the ball or else you won't be hitting those strings. Um, and you got to swing it pretty confidently. Um, I mean, the first, I, what I see people is people don't miss when they actually concentrate on it. Once you get confident with it, then you start missing. Cause you'd think, Oh, I got this. And then you start framing yeah. it or whiffing it. But, um, it, a lot of these training aids basically is just concentration, keeping your eye on the ball, not taking your swing path to the ball for granted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I feel like we're trying to, or I'm trying to touch the whole gamut of like tennis equipment, I guess. Um, any advice on, um, or thoughts on a clothing and then B bags. Any, any thoughts on that? <laughs> Let's start with bags. Um, All right. I feel like Yonex, Dunlop, and Head um, do very good job with their bags. The quality mm -hmm. is uh, is bar none. Uh, probably the best in the game. Wow. Uh, there's usually they they usually hold up well over time. The zippers are. Um, very very smooth that, that's the one thing i judge on bags is i'll unzip the first uh you know when i first get them i'll start unzipping and i was like this, this thing's tight man this thing's garbage you know? <laughs> so it's gotta go zip, 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 you know and, and then i load it up with stuff and is it still gonna do that you know if i uh, you know like i like to manhandle those bags and yeah and i hate it when the zipper sticks so yeah, that, that's how i judge good bags um, there's know. a lot of new companies out right now that's doing, um, really good job with bags like ADV. Uh, oh, they sent me a bag and they're, that, that's a super sweet bag. Mm. Um, Fury makes a good bag. Fury. F-U-R-I. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I had and them on then, the podcast. Yeah. And then, um, what's that bag that I go, the go G-E-A-U makes a great bag too. G-E-A-U. Yeah, Jeez. those guys approached me years ago, and uh, and their their tote bags or backpack. Um, that backpack that they make is like I call it the North Face of tennis bags. So if you're gonna go on a a trip and get on a plane, that would be definitely the one to get. I might go and get it then. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was like Bayou stuff, G-E-A-U, you know, like uh, New Orleans, <laughs> but they're not based out of there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check them out because I, uh, I just use like my regular Samsonite. Like I have a backpack and I just like stick a racket in it. Um, not the best, you know, so I might have to check out these. Yeah. Uh, check these it. The folks. go bag is probably going to be the best. Yeah. On, yeah. on the clothing front, um, I'm, I'm very into like keeping you cool wear. So there's a, there's a company called I B cool. It's I, the letter I, the letter B and then K U L. I love oh. their shirts. I mean, you're, when you type in, 
when you type it in on your um, computer there, you're going to probably see a bunch of women's shirts, but they do a, uh, a great men's line. Their shorts are super breathable, super light. The tops will keep you uh, nice and cool when it's like super hot outside. So it's a cold feeling material. Hmm. Yeah, awesome. It, it's it's awesome. kind of a golf company, golf sailing company, but um, yeah. they started doing uh, more kind of tennis uh, stuff too. Um, and obviously I, it's been so tough to keep, um, you know, keep clothing in stock and white shirts are very hard to get right now. White shirts, white caps, white shorts, um, yeah. you know, that I would, I've been sending everybody to Lululemon. <laughs> you really? know, they don't have white, but they have good stuff and they have tennis okay. line. So, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. So check out their men's stuff. I know everybody thinks of Lululemon for yoga pants, but their their men's stuff is is pretty awesome. Sweet. Nice. So like the shirts and the shorts as well. Oh, so mm-hmm. I, yeah, you said they have a tennis line. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And the joggers are great. The, the surge pants. I love those. Um, you know, when it's hot outside, it keeps you cool. When it's cold outside, it keeps you warm. I was like shocked when I, when I got those pants like five years ago. Yeah. Oh, surge. Wow. S-U-R-G-E. S U R G. Those. That's a specific jogger. Yeah. Yeah. Lululemon surge pant. Surge jogger. Surge jogger. Excellent. I have so much to research after this. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. This is good stuff. Um, Let's see what else. Um, What are What are a couple video? I I think we did mention a few, but what are a couple videos that you'd recommend um, the viewers check out on your uh, tennis spin um, YouTube channel? that you've done recently or whenever? Yeah, a lot of the, a, a couple of the highly viewed videos are how to put an overgrip, like a perfect overgrip on. Um, okay. I feel like any, everybody can benefit from that one because, you know, I feel like when I see people trying to put on an overgrip, they're like twisted like this or doing this thing oh, and yeah. trying to put on an overgrip backwards. Um, I, I simplify the video so that you know what you're doing, you know, like a right-handed uh, person you know, you hold it with your left hand and you roll down with your right. That's mm-hmm. with for a right-handed person, right? And how mm-hmm. to start it, how to end it. If you're doing it for a left-handed person, you do the opposite. You hold it with the left and you roll down with the, with the, the hold it with your right and you hold it, go down with the left. Mm-hmm. So, and there is a difference. Most people don't know because they're all rolled for right-handed people. But, but yeah. that's a super simple video that anybody can do. I know that there's a ton of people who are learning how to string out there. And my, you know, number one is, is my stringing video. So I'm glad I'm able to help people, um, you know, with, with that. Uh, a lot of people say, Hey, I learned how to string from you. And I was like, ah, you're welcome. <laughs> so, but, but yeah. And then there's other videos of what not to do when you first purchase a racket. Like, don't immediately put on an overgrip unless it's leather on there. Um, you know, it's just simple things like that just to, to kind of get you going. I mean, you really just need a racket and some shoes. Just go play. Don't worry about the rest. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I'll definitely link those videos, uh, in the, the links or the show notes section. Um, you know, how to put on an overgrip, how to string a racket, Harry, those could have been five second videos. Say just come to Brad Gilbert's tennis nation and <laughs> no, no, but that's, that's nice of you to, to, to teach the, um, definitely I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Um, so yeah, we'll link those. Um, 
Also, like I mentioned, you've done uh, game improvement videos as well. So um, can you give us maybe one or two top tips for players to improve their games as well? Yeah, sure. It, I see everybody out there uh, hitting off their back foot. I'm sure you see it mm-hmm. every day. So yeah. I, I'd like for everybody to prepare faster, get turned faster, and have a little more time to swing versus um, trying to catch up to the ball that's kind of already upon you. So I tell people every day that says, my elbow hurts, my elbow hurts, my wrist hurts, right? I say, if you see the ball, it's too late. <laughs> so start to swing earlier. because <laughs> right. I mean, don't swing when the ball's right up at your face because that's way too late. So yeah. anticipate the ball and get mm-hmm. going with the swing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. Um, I guess this again, as far as your YouTube channel, um, uh, what what's next for it? Like any particular, uh, you know, topics or anything like that, or just anything else you want to want to let us know about regarding um, Tennis Spins YouTube channel? Well, I'm gonna keep it rolling daily as long as I can. I mean, I mean, I'm just the 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 person in front of the camera. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that have to be done before the video actually goes on. So I'm grateful that they're, you know, able to kind of keep up with me because I'm kind of that crazy mad scientist that (laughs) um, I'll, I'll, I have a pad and a paper wherever I am that, so it'll come to me like Mm. a certain subject or a topic when I'm literally in the shower or in the bathroom or, or literally watching TV. So I'll always yeah. write this stuff down. You can't write in the shower, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I try to, I do my best thinking in the shower, actually. Like I think of all these great mm. topics when I'm like, yeah, me too, actually. Hitting me. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah it's, I guess it's like you're relaxed or something and like, or the sound of the water. I don't know. Like, but I agree. Like I come up with like decent ideas in there too. Yeah. No, I, when I was in advertising, I came up with jingles when I was in there. I would literally just stand there in the shower and kind of <laughs> from start to end, have a, have a song or a jingle for a particular product. And then I would, wow. I would keep singing it to myself until I got what I needed out of it. And then I come out and then write it all down. So, wow. but yeah, great, great th- thought comes from that shower. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, clean thoughts. Yes, exactly. uh, n- another terrible pun. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man, what am I doing? Um, and uh, yeah, no, this is all awesome stuff, Harry. I mean, I definitely, obviously, very highly encourage people to check out um, your YouTube channel, which, again, we'll link uh, on the show notes page, um, or you can just go to youtube.com and type in Tennis Spin, um, and you'll see all these great videos of Harry. Um, I'm looking at them right now, actually, too. Um is there anything else, you know, any other subject or topic or anything else you want to mention that maybe I haven't asked about? I just still give you the floor. Um, yeah, no, I just, I mean, I feel like before pandemic, the game was kind of, you know, on a downward slope. There's been less participation in the game. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like pandemic actually gave the game um, a good boost and and now it's kind of tapering off a bit um i feel like the game has changed a lot in terms of participation women when i was growing up i could go out to the neighborhood park and get a game like i could be by myself and literally i would walk into a doubles game or or a singles game 
And I feel like that's kind of lost in, in today's environment. Um, and, and I feel like I, I wish that, you know, that would kind of come back, you know, where, where people hang out at, at the, uh, at the courts, um, you know, a couple hours or all day, like I did and, and just play all day. But, but I know people have lives and, um, you know, it, things do change, but, but I, I just yearn for those, those older, more innocent tennis times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Definitely got to figure out ways to grow the game and, uh, keep it going. And yeah, I think, uh, in at least one of the parks where I go, they, there's still like, it's like group of eight or 10 guys and maybe, maybe a couple of girls who just like, they're there like for like six, seven hours and they just mm-hmm. keep rotating and stuff like that. So, you know, I think it's still happening in some places. So, uh, you know, I probably, sh- <laughs> I want to ask about, pickleball i I know that you actually you you have you you sell some gear in there pickleball gear right yes we do yes okay okay cool cool yeah i mean it makes sense um i even have seen like you know pickleball on tennis channel as well like which i was Mm -hmm. curious you know because they like there was uh some women's (laughs) women's final at one point i was like what 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 so happening to my channel (laughs) i know i know i I have to be i have to be honest like there's uh, there's always been this like ego inside which i have to keep tempering where it's like pickleball you know tennis is definitely uh you know better sport in terms of like it's more complex and like you know anyway i don't want to say too much of what my i actually thought um (laughs) but but it is you know it's obviously great for people to have another choice of a racket sport like especially um you know uh if you're older um (laughs) i don't i don't hopefully here i'll take over for you on yeah 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 let me know what you think because i thought the same thing as you i was like what is this thing help me out harry so, so I, I actually equated pickleball to, um, a modern shuffleboard. Like, yeah. like you remember in the love boat, you would just oh, uh, playing shuffleboard, right? Yeah. But yeah it's yeah. more of an active approach to it. And, and I yeah. get it. I get it. It was developed by an older crowd and, yeah. um, but the evolution of it in the last, I want to say five, 10 years have like the age group was like let's say 70 80 now it's actually yeah. dropping you saw the young people on yeah. the tennis channel playing and it, it's pretty physical very reactive very fast paced right. um like the the newer generation the younger generation has grasped it and and because it's in his infancy you got these young champions that will be the trailblazers of the game um you know for for from now on and then it's kind of like, like, a, what do you call that? Ultimate fighting, you know, like oh, the champions yes, yeah. of back then, you know, it was cool watching people fight each other and beat each other up. <laughs> now you got the young people kind of beating each other up on the court. But then eventually those people will be superseded by the, the next younger generation who will take the game to the next level. So yeah. I can definitely see the evolution of the game. I mean, we... We've seen it in the store. I used to sell one or two paddles a month with maybe like right. a, a thing okay. of balls a month, like three things. And now <laughs> I'm, I'm selling like 20 paddles a, a month and, and a ton of balls. So mm. it's definitely going to be here to stay. They're converting a ton of quartz to pickleball. That's and, what I'm yeah. killing me there. <laughs> so... Uh. Yeah, but it, it makes sense. I mean, the footprint of pickleball, yeah, yeah, is you could do four pickleballs on one tennis court. Yeah, 
So more participation. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they would, you know, put some line. I mean, they do put lines on some and then they convert others. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they're trying to look at it from like, if it's not used much, then they'll convert exactly. it. But um, yeah. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, do you think we're in, uh, we should switch the subject clearly, but do you think we're tennis is in like danger of um, pickleball, uh, like kind of ruining it almost? Or do you think like tennis is still in a, decent shape and still like growing somewhat uh from what i see <laughs> i i think that uh i don't want to say this is the beginning of the end but there oh no <laughs> but no 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 i'm just cut kidding. the recording <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i think that that it, it, it's still you know tennis is still here and let's all say right, people right. here but but i think it's that good. it's nipping it's nipping it's moving it's moving right because uh -huh. uh, like pickleball is just more inclusive you know you can find mm. somebody to play with now it's not like ten so think about it this way tennis right oh i don't want to play with that person i'm too good for that person you know or, or i'm not as good as that person so i don't want to play with that person so yeah. pickleball is not that way. Everybody's yeah. inclusive now. So that's the True. thing I get to play, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why it's growing so fast because, you know, we're including yeah. everybody, beginners, <laughs> intermediate advances, they're all playing with each other. And that's yeah, where sense. tennis is lost. Yeah. 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 And that's, I guess, yeah, that's where the complexity, I guess, in a way hurts it. Um, Although I still think it's more fun to watch tennis, but you know, like, <laughs> like you said, you know, like I, I, one of my best friends, like the awesome guy. Um, but you know, like he would ask me to play tennis and like I have before, but, um, you know, his, he, he's probably like a three, five, three Oh three, five, maybe. And I'm like a five Oh and all that. So, but you know, then pickleball, it's like, it's much more competitive, um, you know, when we play, uh, so, right. and then. You know, also for me, by the way, I, I know this may be like a brag or whatever, but like, you know, I had only played pickleball once just to try it out and everything. And then that same friend asked me to like be his partner in a pickleball tournament. And I said, all right, fine. You know, and then like we played and we got to the finals, won like three matches or whatever. And um, so it's definitely like pretty, I don't want to say, e well, yeah, it's, it's like it's, easy for a tennis player to pick up. Exactly. It's yeah. easy to play, easy to learn. I mean, yeah, it's just, you got to know. Just the, the the rules that they have, which is a little strange to me. Yeah, but, the kitchen uh, <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, well, the underhand serve, and then you oh, can't yeah. do this, right? So, it, it, yeah. it's just that stuff. But I mean, it's easily learnable. So, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, any person can do it. Your seventy year old person can do it. Your ten year old person can do it. So, right. it, it's right. that's why it's growing. Yeah, yeah, and and do you think um, tennis and pickleball? You think they should like work together or do you think like tennis should like try to defend itself to the death? Oh. <laughs> what, do you, <laughs> what do you think? Oh. I, don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like do like tennis channel stuff, for instance, like it definitely turns a lot of people off to like, you have like, I don't know. Is it different? Like I'm asking another question too, but like, you know, you never see like, you know, for example, like, tennis on like a the basketball channel if that's probably not even a thing but like or maybe it is so do you think it's not right to put like pickleball on a tennis channel or do you think like you know they should again like be working together like that well <laughs> here's the thing it's all about economics right it, yeah. it's because it's growing so fast and people do participate people do want to see other people play that are at the next level professionals mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. It makes sense because the evolution of tennis will be pickleball at a certain age or a lot of people that I know they're doing it together. So yeah, they do a little fine. pickle here with this group of friends and tennis with this group of friends. And maybe some, sometimes they come together too. Um, so it, it, it's hard. You, you probably going to have to live with it is what, is what I'm seeing. Um, I mean, when yeah. I was growing up, like tennis was on random channels, like, like, mm. I, I don't know, I don't know where you are, but in the Bay area, we would have these like a channel 44 and, uh, they would literally put like Jim McKay on with a, or somebody like that doing like a random tennis, ch- tennis tournament on a Friday night at 11. And that's how I would watch McEnroe. And I'm like, where the heck does this come from? <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Hopefully uh, we'll learn to coexist and all that. Um, but yeah, I just thought, you know, maybe since, since you, you sell both the uh, types of equipment, maybe you had uh, some uh, opinions, which you had some nice ones there. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll, I guess I'll close with this question that I ask everybody, but you can gear it towards gear, I guess, uh, if you'd mm-hmm. wish, but like, what is one key tip that you'd give uh, our audience to help them improve their tennis games? I tell people just go out and play. I mean, don't worry about your equipment. Everybody's worried about buying the latest and greatest thing. I mean, tennis, let's, let's keep it simple. Um, whatever you have at home, go play with it first. You know, the, mm-hmm. a lot of people like put so much um, on their racket that, that you're stressing the racket out literally, but just <laughs> go play. It's, it's a simple game. Hit the ball. Um, last, last person who keeps the ball in wins that point, guys. Remember, whether you have a wooden racket, a steel racket, or a graphite racket, it doesn't matter. There you go. That's the secret. And you just got to give a shout out to Harry for the integrity that this man has. You know, he works at a shop and he still tells you at the end of the day, you know, obviously just go out there, have fun and don't like overstress on the gear you have. Although it's very fun, um, you know, to get like really cool gear as well. And like, you know, um, obviously replace your rackets when you need to and all that. And, uh, definitely if you're in the area and by the way, can you say again, like what, where your location is for, uh, for the shop, Brad Gilbert's tennis nation? Yeah. We're in green Bray, which is in Marin County. So yeah. Perfect. In California. Cool. Yeah. California. Yeah. (laughs) Opposite side, unfortunately. Hopefully I'll get to visit there at some point again soon, but yeah, I'm in, I'm in Maryland. So we'll be Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 So all good though. And, um, where would you like people to like follow you? I know obviously you got the YouTube channel, but like any other, like either websites, socials, like all, all of that, um, for Uh, you to shout out. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. I'm on uh, Instagram also. So just tennis spin, and you'll you'll see the links on the uh, the YouTube website. And thank okay. you for for doing that. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, you definitely deserve um, you know recognition for all the great stuff you're doing here. Uh, and again, like you know, um, putting out videos every day like that is tough. So uh, Harry, um, again, just uh, really want to give you uh, kudos for all the great work you're doing, and um, you know all the time you're putting into. Uh, to the YouTube videos and helping customers and coming onto podcasts and things like that on top of your full-time jobs. I uh, really do appreciate it. So yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing you in person sometime. And, uh, oh, and by the way, um, are you going to any 
tournaments in the near future? I don't know. I know the U.S. Open is kind of far for you, but um, any any tournament visitations? <laughs> I was gonna actually be at the U.S. Open, but uh, plans have changed. Yeah, Dang. I'll I may okay. be at Indian Wells. I may be at Indian oh, okay. Wells. Yeah. Okay. So. Cool. That that would be cool. Yeah, I'm gonna try to make it there. I have like my tennis summit that I do every year online uh, in April, so I usually don't. But I'm very tempted because a lot of the online people go, as you know, you know right. Ian Westerman and uh, you know Will and Scott and all them. So, um, but yeah, uh, Harry, it was a pleasure, and uh, you know we were we've been chatting. Um, Wow. Almost two two hours. hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's been so much fun. So thanks a lot for your time today on your day off, uh, no less. And yeah, I just, again, want to want everybody to check out, uh, tennis spin on YouTube, on Instagram, and we'll have the links to the videos and, uh, other stuff that we mentioned on the show notes page. So Harry, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and all the best and talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Harry. Same here. All right. I really hope that you enjoyed part two of my interview with Harry Tong. Uh, Harry, thanks again for coming on and definitely highly encourage everybody to check out Tennis Spin's YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com and type in Tennis Spin or go to the show notes page at tennisfiles.com slash 266. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode and if you enjoy the Tennis Files podcast, and I would really appreciate it very much if you would leave a review for the show and you can do that by going to tennisfiles.com slash apple podcasts with an s at the end or clicking the review button in your podcast app of choice that you use to listen to the show uh apple Podcasts is usually the one to do it on uh, as it's the biggest driver of the show in terms of popularity and you know seeing it higher up the charts and so forth but i definitely appreciate your review in any form And I do want to leave you with a quote, as I often like to do at the end of every show. And this one is by Anonymous, actually. And it is, it's not who hold, oh, sorry. It's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not. Um, Very important quote there about the mental game, really. And um, how much that can apply to your tennis game is very evident there uh, from that quote. So, With that, thanks so much for listening, and I definitely really highly uh, am looking forward to having you listening to future episodes and to bring you them as high-quality ones as I can. So have a great week. Um, I'm actually going to be heading to the U.S. Open during Labor Day weekend, so uh, if you're there, send me a message, and I will try to say hi. It probably will be a little tough, but uh, I will try for sure, so... All right, have a great one and see you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.